Hello, parasites. Welcome back to Atsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 71. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma, and join me is my best friend and co-host and parasitic twin from the back of my brain, Miles J. Miles, we had the unfortunate uh, reality of having to watch Malignant this week. You call it an unfortunate reality. I call it the most fortunate reality for po- for me, humanly possible. Did you like it? Uh, I thought it was insane. So, yes. Okay. I fucking, I fucking hated this movie. Well, here's the thing. I'm surprised you even went to see it because it's a horror film and you don't like so, horror yeah. films. So here's the deal, Miles. When I said I wanted to talk about Melina on the podcast, I had zero intention, in classic Sam King of fashion, I had zero intention in actually talking about the movie at all because I didn't really find it that interesting. What I was interested in speaking about was how I got fucking conned into seeing this movie. Because here's the deal. We talk about getting trafficked to movie and stuff, how I was trafficked to see Cruella. That was not the case with Malignant. It was on HBO Max. I hit the play button. I chose to hit the play button. However, I was conned into seeing it by numerous friends who were like, bruh, this movie's so crazy. This movie's the craziest shit I've ever fucking seen. And I was conned into seeing something that I genuinely didn't think was that fucking crazy. Well, here's the problem, Sam, is that is that we watch superior Nipponese works of art. So I was thinking that this, this I'm like, are the is Japan just more more ready with the girl, the heavy girl shit? This, this is, is no joke. A Junji Ito one shot. No joke. This is a Junji or, Ito no, it's one like shot, shot, or, shot yeah, like or an like American Shin- film. Yeah, or like Shintaro Kago, I feel like is maybe a bit more accurate because he's yeah. got a lot. He does a lot of like body morphing shit coming out of the brain. Yeah, that's um, fair. Art. Shintaro Kago. Yeah, girl guy, he's great. Um, so maybe that's why this movie just like wasn't like like the most insane shit I've ever fucking seen. The the reason that I thought it was insane, and and this is the difference between you and me, Sam. Okay. Yeah. Is that. You you were looking forward to the premise, and I, and I know you, Sam. You're the man who says that Alien is the steamiest movie of all time. Your words, not mine. Certainly didn't, not make Alien. D- certainly didn't make that up. Certainly didn't make that up. No, but but jokes aside, you are the man whose consensus on Space Jam is Porky Pig is the only person who should rap, and the worst airlines <laughs> effect you've ever seen. And then I had my essay about Space Jam: A New Legacy. Or, or you, and your opinion of Jackie Brown, which is the bluest outfit, and it's a movie that feels exactly three hours long. Two hours and 40 minutes long. Two hours and 40 minutes, my bad. So, so like, you're, you're the, the kind of person who, you go in, and you just want to, you just want to see something. You just want to see something interesting, or good, or different, and, like, this is not that crazy. This is not that crazy if you just fucking read Gantz. You know, this is not that crazy if you've read all of Berserk. This is not that crazy if you read all of Berserk. It's not that crazy if you've, if you read fucking Black Paradox in which people find their souls as gemstones inside of a guy's stomach because of a suicide club in which he decides to commit suicide because someone built a robot that looked too much like him. Yeah. Like, like. It's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. It's not that crazy. But. Then you're me, you're Miles, 
You're a man who knows knows the film industry. You follow the film industry. You you follow movie creators. You know that James Wan has only ever made normie core 100 IQ horror movies. He just happens to direct them well. And you sit down to watch Malignant because people tell you it's crazy. And you are watching. You, me, my host are watching. <laughs> because people told you it's nuts. And you say, okay. Sure it is. You go in not believing them. You go in thinking that you have it all figured out. That you're smarter than this movie. Because you read Nipponese shit. And you've read a bunch of, bunch of movie scripts in your off time. And, 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 and you know the business. And you think no one's gonna make a movie this crazy. And it's not gonna get released on HBO Max. It would go to Amazon Direct. And it would be shot on a Sony Handycam in 480p. James Wan is not going to make a movie that crazy. And then he did. He made a movie, not only that was crazy, but that was stupid. He made a movie that was crazy and stupid. And I think it was supposed to be a comedy. And just watching that, you think? I was, Yes, because, I think. Because it's stupid. It's stupid, but it's in a way... That thinks you're stupid because the dialogue is so on the nose. They don't let you think about fucking anything. Well, that's I think that's unfortunately just that James Wan is writing for the hundred IQ audience. Like all of his movies, all of them, the dialogue in his movies sound like this. I mean, I've not seen Insidious. I hear those are those movies are good, but all of his movies are like that. Saw is like that. Fucking The Conjuring's like that. Aquaman is like that. Like, that's, that's, that's James Wan. The reason I think it's supposed to be a comedy is it's a James Wan comedy. If you're, if you have seen all of James Wan's movies, you'll realize that he is speedrunning his own films to get to a third act that he's never done anything that stupid or crazy before. And there's a couple of mo of elements that make me think that this is supposed to be a comedy. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight them. All right. I'm going to highlight them. Okay. One, that it's a Giallo film. Giallo is an Italian slasher movie that's intentionally, like, surreal and strange and usually has some bullshit to it. Like, Suspiria, if you know that movie, is a, is a, um, is a, a, a Giallo film. Giallo okay. films involve a killer whose face is never seen. They wear a black glove and a trench coat, and you don't know who the killer is. Um, okay. and you don't know who's doing the murders, but there's a red herring and there's a woman who's forced to witness the murders. These are all kind of Giallo-esque things, Dario Argento. And also the, the fact that the motif color of the film is red, which is sort of the unofficial Giallo color is this is harsh red. Red light. means dead and malignant. Red means dead and malignant. Mother's basement. Mother's attic, more like. That's the that's the America gene version of it is mother mother's attic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so red means dead and red red means mystery and malignant. But Jalo movies are dumb because the Italians are stupid. Are stupid. <laughs> Italian people only know about <laughs> sparkling water and pizza and obesity uh, and their Nana beating them. Like, they don't know much else about anything. So when they try to make movies, they're always stupid. There's something and lots of spaghetti. Lots of spaghetti. Luigi! <laughs> it's a stone, Luigi! You didn't make it. It's a parasite, Luigi. 
the Mario Brothers, but Luigi is is a, is a malignant is parasite Gabriel. on the back of Mario. Is Gabriel? Yeah. yeah so like, <laughs> so, and there's another element of this movie that's only funny to me, and I'll explain what that is in just a moment. But um, Jalo movies are insane. Italian movies are insane. Have you ever seen Zombie or which is okay? No. Zombie is a film called Zombie Two. Okay. Zombie two is zombie because is zombie, zombie one. Okay, yeah. I've seen I've seen the AVGN chronologically confused where he brings up this. Yeah, zombie one in Italy is Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead was retitled as zombie, yeah. so they made zombie two and had to re-release it as zombie. And then when they got to zombie three, they just said no two, no two for America. Sorry. Um. But Zombie 2, otherwise known as Zombie, is very famous as the inspiration for Resident Evil because Shinji Mikami went to see the movie and thought it sucked so many balls that he said, I'll just make that, but as a game, and it'll be good. And he fucking did. Um, but that's why there are sharks in Resident Evil because there's a famous scene in Zombie in which a zombie fights a shark. So and, and 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 the whole reason I was bringing this up is to set up how stupid Italian movies are. Is that a zombie fights a shark? That that's zombie okay. too, aka zombie. So so Italian movies are or Italian giallo films run on the stupidity of their premises and taking their premises as seriously as possible. But James Wan movies run on on building up a really obvious concept, and that obvious concept being you know. There's ghosts, the ghosts, and you learn the lore about the ghosts. So this feels like James Wan parodying his own movies, but also like doing a Jalo version of those movies. So the parody is that the first two acts are a James Wan movie. And then the third act is is an Italian Jalo film that's insane and ridiculous and stupid. And all the dialogue is hilariously bad, and and everything is accelerated. I don't know if you paused. I don't know if you paused the the film at the point where the first murder occurs. But I'll tell you something. We get to the fifteen minute mark. We get to the fifteen minute mark. Two acts have already ended, in, or uh, what Act One has already ended in a cinematic sense. We've already finished Act One by the end of of the fifteen minute mark. So James Wan speed ran the shit out of his film to get to the sequence in the prison cage. Which is why which the movie still was, takes an hour and a half. It it does take an hour and a half, but it gets to the so point. So he didn't do fucking anything. He gets to that point in the movie, okay? And this is when the ghost would be revealed. And instead, the reveal is that there was no ghost. Noctis Lucis Kylum is in the back of her head. From Final Fantasy XV, the voice of Gabriel is Ray Chase from Final Fantasy XV. He plays Roy in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. He's Eve, near Automata. Ray Chase voices Gabriel, who is not uh, a dickhead angel or a dickhead angel, but vagina form. Yeah. Um, but is a parasitic twin in the back of somebody's head. And suddenly the movie becomes an action film in which a contortionist moves like a fucking lunatic and a black woman dressed as Pam Greer is is punched through the stomach. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think that the the intention of the movie is that it is a comedy and an in joke on James Wan's and, movies and, the, and, the, and an in joke main, on Jello films. And the main male protagonist's name is Kanoa. <laughs> yes. So I th- I think I get why you don't like this movie. I totally get why you don't like this movie it's because it's not that success. It's not that crazy. But it's if if you are me and you're like no this this premise is gonna be normal. People think it's crazy, but the premise is gonna be I don't know, like a ghost. The premise is gonna be like a like her tumor is a ghost. It's the ghost of her tumor. And then it's the silliest thing you've ever seen in your life. I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot in the. Third I mean, act. it's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty wild. It it is it is like a wild reveal. It, like like when you find out it was it was on the back of her head. It's like oh okay that's that's fucking pretty funny and pretty wild. But it's not it's not like the again it's, it didn't radically fucking blow my mind like everyone fucking claimed it was going to because Miles that was that was what I was fucking led in with. Yeah, of course it's not going to blow your mind. It's made in America. Crazy it's shit. an American made film. Of course it's not going to blow your mind. I think here's, I think the reason that everyone's mind was blown is that we all expect a normal fucking film from James Wan, who's only ever made normal movies, who's only ever made the most normie core, average 100 IQ films in his life. I and then he made some. I don't know him. I don't know James Wan. He made The Conjuring. He made the first Saw. Like yeah, but I haven't seen any of these movies, so I don't know him, know him like that. I think that, I think that's the problem with this movie is that it is it is an extended meta joke, and you kind of have to get the joke to be entertained by it. I did not. Yeah, and that's fine. Four out of ten. <laughs> give this give this movie my highest six. Give it my highest six possible. Is it Xenoverse level six? No, no, Xenoverse is a perfect 6 out of 10. Like, this is like a... This is like a 6 out of 10 where it's only contingent on the fact that the ending is a 6 out of 10. The rest of the movie is like a like a 4 or 5. Like, it's like, it's whatever. It's all fine. Everything about it is fine. But then you get to that ending, and it's glorious. It's, it's like my aggregate for Final Fantasy Advent Children, which is that Acts 1 and 2 are a 3 out of 10 movie, with seven out of with uh with six out of ten fight scenes, and then a seven out of ten third act with a ten out of ten final scene, averaging it at five out of ten. That's my rating for Advent Children. Yeah, how in your when when you like rate media, how how much do you care about the conclusion? Um. Oh no! If an ending sucks, I'll probably I'll I'll likely not like it. I probably won't like it, but here, but if it's an anime and the ending is bad or a TV show and the ending's bad, I'm like, that's what I expected because no, Americans can't end their shows. America, there has never been like a great finale in the history of the United States. There Breaking have been bad. some, there have been some, that's a joke. I, I know people like the Breaking Bad ending. I personally vouch for the ending of Avatar, the last airbender, the first uh, season, the first series of Avatar. Who doesn't like Sozin's Comet? I, I hadn't seen a lick of the show when I watched the fucking Avatar finale, and I fucking liked it. Sozin's Comet? Yeah, that's... that That's... Yeah, right? Which one? No. 
is that the ending that's not the ending of avatar i don't know if it's i don't think it's the ending of, the, of avatar i don't i don't think wait so. what do you what do you mean that's wait, what do you oh, mean Sozin's comet the one that when he fights of... the fucking fire king right oh yeah no then that is the ending what? i forgot that that's was the, the comet right i forgot that i forgot a comet was involved in the finale i genuinely maybe this ending actually sucks maybe maybe it sucks what? dude i don't <laughs> I vividly remember watching this, and again, I did not. I did not see a lick of the show up. I think the ending is good, but apparently, I forgot all of it. Oh, people hate that ending though. People don't like it because Aang doesn't kill the fascist. He doesn't snap his neck and shit down his throat like they would have done oh, but, to but Hitler. That's, but that's but that's that's liberal people problems. No, yeah, that's Miles. that's liberal pussy bullshit. Like that's that's them being like, I would have fucking killed baby Hitler. I would have fucking shot baby Hitler in the fucking fucking brain would have blown his little baby brains out then fucked him in the asshole trans rights <laughs> that has nothing to do with hitler miles miles what, what else nothing what else to do, do with hitler <laughs> miles what else do <laughs> is there something i don't know there's just something funny about saying trans rights and like a dude bro dumbass accent like duke nukem like yeah whoa trans right it's well, like duke, duke nukem is a meme voice so like that's that's one like when when like hugh neutron's voice actor is like i think trans rights are human rights it's like that's not that funny because someone paid mm -hmm. him to do that but like yeah like the dude bro college guy voice is like something that is never used to say something positive like it's it's always used like like my example with Adolf Hitler like I want to shit down fucking Adolf Hitler's neck it's like no one likes Hitler but like that's like such a dumbass moron thing to say or ask a presidential candidate frankly but that, so just imagine one of them being like fucking trans rights bro it's like it's just funny there's something so funny about about that I don't know it made it made me laugh entirely too much. But I was I was in a horror mood after watching Malignant because it didn't scare me. So because uh, it's not scary, it's uh it's that's that's what we call a Halloween themed film. It's not a horror movie. It's a Halloween themed movie. It's spooky. It's a spooky themed movie. So I watched a film called Castle Freak, which is not also a horror film. It's a domestic drama uh, with horror elements, and it's good. It's made by Stuart Gordon who did Reanimator, From Beyond, other good movies, may he rest in peace. I don't want to talk too much about Castle Freak. It's a good movie. Go see it if you like things from the 80s that are old. Is it good, Miles? Is yeah, it I like good? the movie. I think it's good. Okay. It's are you going to remember it in two months? Yeah, I mean, I remember From Beyond, and I didn't really love that movie either, but it's memorable. All his movies are memorable because they're based on okay. H.P. Lovecraft stories, so of course I remember them. Um, ah, this one's based on The Outsider, so uh, very different. All of them are very different. The best one is definitely Reanimator, um, but ever that's like the stock opinion. No one needs that opinion. But what was funny about it, Sam, is that is that I, I, I decided, you know what? I'll look at the TV tropes for this because I got nothing better to do. When I'm like on the bus or waiting at a restaurant, I'll just like read the TV tropes page absentmindedly. And just see if there's anything useful trivia wise that I can learn. I, I literally I don't even look at the page. I just go to the trivia page and I'm like, what trivia is there on this movie that I can just like have and file away in my brain? Um, and I saw the trivia for this film and all the alternate titles it had in other countries. 
And and I'm going to explain the plot to Castle Freak before I read out all of these alternate titles. Castle Freak is the story of a, a white family. There's a dad named John, played by Jeffrey Combs. His wife, wife, <laughs> played by Barbara Crampton. Uh, and they have a blind daughter. Okay, their daughter's blind. Her name is Rebecca, Named I think. Named Blind Daughter. Yeah, her name Blind Daughter. One word. Um, blind Daughter. B-L-I-N-D-A-U-G-H-E-T-E-R. Her, her, her name is, yeah, her her full name is Blind Daughter Castle Freak. Blind Daughter Castle Freak. Louis, Ellie, Last of Us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, they move into a castle that they inherit because John is the heir. He's the a right- freak. John is the heir of the of of the Duchess's estate, and the Duchess has passed away. Uh, and the titular Castle Freak is still in the castle. He's been alive for a while. Who is the Castle Freak? What does he want? What will happen? But obviously, a lot of a lot of violence and and sexual assault and monsters and Barbara Crampton's boobs. And it's just, it's what you want. It's what you want from a Stuart Gordon film. You get what you pay for. Um, but the point is Castle Freak. Oh yeah. And then there's a whole thing about uh, how the girl went blind is that the dad was driving a car drunk. They got their son killed, the son named JJ. And Ooh, she the got- tragic backstory. Yeah, she got, and she got glass shards in her eyes. So she went blind. Ah. Right. Um, so, so like, it's also this domestic drama about a family torn apart. Not valuing your family, and and obviously the Castle Freak obviously has their sad backstory about their family and 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 not being valued and and blah blah blah. It's a, it's a sad movie, lots of alcoholism and lots of lots of sexual assault, lots of boobs, um, blood. Very good, very good movie. Recommended. Um, but this is to set you up for these alternate titles and alternate. the varying degrees of success that they have. Okay. okay. In Brazil, it's called Cursed Heritage. Makes sense. All right. Germany, Torture Castle, The Beast from the Torture Cellar. Oh, oh, it's a little subtitle? Yeah. A little subtitle? We got a little colon. Greece, The Horror of the Castle. Mexico. I'm sorry, one more time? The Horror of the Castle. Okay. Very, very classical title. Mexico, Living Mystery. Sure. Poland. Monster in the castle. Okay. Fuck Poland. All, all, all standard, right? Monster in the castle. That's not even the worst one. Ready? All right. And Spain, an amazing castle. Dude, that's I. That's how you get kids to go see your horror movie. Hey, that, come on, let's go go take a family trip to the cinema. See amazing. Go see the amazing, amazing castle. castle. In uh, in in 152 minutes and three sexual assaults and five bloody gory murders later, your kids have been scarred for the rest of their lives. And 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 I just want to point out that alternate titles in other countries are always very funny. Um, one of the greatest ones is Glass Trap, which is of course for uh, um, Die Hard, which makes sense. John. Uh, McLean is trapped in in a glass building. Um, the problem is then the later movies don't take place in a glass building. Yeah. So it's Glass Trap 2 in an airport. Glass Trap 3 in New York. Shit like that. 
right? Oh, okay. I see. So John Wick, though, might have the, some of the funniest alternate titles, okay? It's wait, it's just his fucking name. Uh, yeah, but you know what? They Why would the they change, change it anyways. It? In Brazil, it's just his fucking. In Brazil, it's called "Back in the Game." Okay, I like that. That one's good because he's back in the game. Uh, it makes no sense is. when you get to back in the game too, and he's still in the game. But okay, sure. All right, Argentina and Uruguay out of control. <laughs> That seems really like it not true because yeah. John Wick is in control in all three movies, right? Yeah, is he not? Well, in the third movie, he's kind of out of control. Like he's definitely he's made a very bad decision that that gets oh, him so in it's hot like water. it's so oh, so it's like the Tomb Raider reboot where she's really only Tomb Raider in the third one. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, Mexico and Panama, another day to kill. Is it? That's just the Bond. Yeah. It's just a Bond movie. Yeah. And Taiwan Defend Mission. I'm sorry, Miles, what country? Taiwan. 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 <laughs> You were, we we wanted to see who broke first, huh? <laughs> and that's when my and that's when I I rip off my my skin mask to reveal the commie parasite in in control of me right now, because uh, I too am malignant. <laughs> wow, Gabriel really is a malignant, a malignant, a malignant communist. That is. So yeah, the movie where everyone's dead, and there's no one left to defend. Titled so anyways, defend what the fuck's mission. it called in Taiwan? Defend mission. Fend mission. Defend mission. That that sucks. Well, considering that his wife is dead and his dog is dead, and it's a story about revenge, and no one is being defended. Yeah, it's kind of the worst possible title. What fend fend isn't a word? Defend, Sam. Defend. Offend? Defend with a D. Def yeah, but please pronounce the D. Please. I am pronouncing the D. It's defend mission. Yeah, D's nuts. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. You fuck. You're the fucking malignant tumor of my life. Yeah. Aren't we all? Are are isn't is this podcast not the malignant tumor in everyone's ears every Friday at two p.m. We should get Ray Trace on this show. RTX on. <laughs> I meant Ray Chase, not Ray Trace. Dude, where is my mind? Oh, that's another funny thing. Where is my mind? Is by the Pixies is played in the film for no reason at all. Not in Castle Freak, in in uh, Malignant. Yeah, because we all know that um, licensed music just makes your movie way better. Licensed music does make your movie way better. I mean, did you see uh, the Digimon movie? Hey, absolutely. 
The Digimon movie is the example you can point to to be like, actually, licensed music does enhance a film. Yeah, for example, if you take three movies that were good, but are no longer good because you shortened them, and just add licensed music, the film becomes great. You know, I, Miles, this is something I've I, I've wondered because this is something I found out recently, like ten months ago. So not super recent, but I remember reading an article about the nature of film releases on DVD and Blu-ray where they had to remove licensed songs from the original cut of the film and replace it with generic copyright-free tracks because the rights ran out on the songs. They couldn't get the rights back for the reproduction of the movie. So you have films like when Harry Met Sally, I remember, I think is like the really is one of the big ones with this issue where there's just a lot of like a ton of licensed music in core emotional beats of the movie is just gone. And, and it's had, like and they had to replace it with John with uh with John McLeod music. Yeah, whoever. and it's completely <laughs> Yeah, James MacLeod or whatever. James um... MacLeod, yeah. <laughs> They yeah, to, I don't think they had, they had to replace thing. uh they had to replace kiss me kiss me kiss me with with uh with flower happy happy jingle four yeah <laughs> with uh with flower song seven yeah it, the, song, it's, uh... the song called bubbly clouds by James McLeod yeah it's. <laughs> uh, and and it makes you wonder right. If this is going to happen to your movie, is it worth putting in? Is it worth it? Is it worth to do license tracks if these are if, if it's going to cause these problems down the line? Uh, here is my rebuttal, Sam. Check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother. Right about now. The Funk Soul Brother. By the way, maybe the, objectively the worst karaoke song humanly possible. No, I I will do you one better. I will do you one better. The the song where it's like where where you deserve you you deserve to get shot if you play American Pie for karaoke. Well, well okay, here's the thing. That's, American Pie. That's way more offensive than 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 Rockefeller's game. But here's the thing. American Pie is a song it's nine minutes and it's masturbatory to do it but it is a performance that could be entertaining theoretically it would not get boring as fast i don't think you've seen me perform rockefeller skank my guy oh no i was in the room with you and i wanted it to end because the song is four minutes of one lyric <laughs> sam i'm sorry no one can make rockefeller skank even remotely interesting after minute one you want that song to have always been over. Doesn't that song doesn't that song also feature like a 45 second instrumental? Yes, and 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 I genuinely had never wished for euthanasia more than when that was the first song we selected at karaoke. Was it? Yes, was, it was the was first it? song we selected at well, karaoke. Well, here's the thing. Miles, I can't believe these karaoke joints are still operating with this tech that's 35 fucking years old. I would love to sing some some real shit that has existed from the last decade. But no, all these crusty-ass 
machines, which by the way, those mics didn't even fucking work half the time. It, I actually found out that you just have to turn up a knob on the on the video player. Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. Regardless, get that fucking analog shit out of here. That crusty, dusty analog shit out well, of I, here. Well, I looked into it, and they do actually update their songs relatively often. The problem is that they don't update them with anything that isn't a top 40 hit. And that's the thing. That's why I never want to go to fucking karaoke. Because I want to, like, all the shit I like is dumb, stupid internet shit or, or crappy-ass fucking video game OSTs. I don't listen. I don't have anything against Top 40. I don't even really think it's bad or anything. I just don't fucking listen to it. But that that's why you sang Heaters from when you were five, right? Yeah. That's why you go in on, on Mr. Brightside and a fucking Fallout Boy song and... <sighs> And ignition fellers skank what's my age again like there's some good yeah. shit oh yeah i also i i do gotta gotta genuinely shout at ignition though just because it makes everyone really uncomfortable in the if you want to like if you want to throw like a like a like a bomb out there uh, on the on the bar floor just to see the get people get people's vibe Go go do karaoke to ignition, and let me tell you, everyone's gonna be real happy and having some fun. Where's the twist? P. Oh, it's an R. Kelly song. It is R. Kelly, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I get my P from elsewhere from anime. <laughs> I get my urinary content from anime. By the way, Vanita Snowcart had no P. More like Vanitas No P. Great anime. No piss. Pino Titan. I'm just so glad. I'm so glad the curse has been broken. Yeah. What happened in that anime, by the way? Like, like uh, what was it about? It is about vampires. Uh, and, and the French, probably 1900s, like 1905, like early, 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 early 1900s, maybe late 1800s. Trains exist. I know that much. Um, I think cameras do too. I mean, so it's probably like I don't know, eighteen sixty-eight or something. So whatever, who gives a shit? It's definitely it's not the revolutionary era. It's it's after, um, because we got trains. Uh, that's how I identify things. Is what invention do I know of? Um, if there's a camera, it's like eighteen eighty-six. I know that much. But anyways, uh, so vampires are in this world because some guy tried to rewrite the universal code there's a all the magic in the universe involves being able to see the formulaic world and alter formulas and that's how you okay. create fire and lightning and shit like that right so okay. vampires have the power to see and rewrite the formulaic world um and our main character uh his name is noe and he has a master like some invisible master who's got a dark secret that we haven't discovered yet because the anime uh, was only 12 episodes and the rest of it's continuing in January because my life sucks. Uh, his master tells him, hey, you need to go and see uh, this book. It's called the Book of Venetus, and I need you to see if it's authentic. It's been spotted in Paris. Sure enough, there's a guy named Venetus who his master was Vanitas, sort of like the Dread Pirate Roberts from uh, The Princess Bride, where the name has been passed on to him. And now he is okay. the new Vanitas. Uh, and he says, I'm going to cure all the vampires because vampires have this illness where uh, a shadow corrupts them and makes them 
like monsters, makes them like angry and bloodthirsty. And so he's going to okay. he's going to cure them of this illness. He calls himself a doctor. But the reason that he's doing it is that he's, quote unquote, getting revenge on the vampires. Um, he wants to save the vampires to get his revenge. Uh, and so he's a very, like, weird, convoluted character. Uh, it's by Studio Bones, who did Space Dandy. Um, they're good. Yeah, they're great. I love they're, Studio uh, Bones. Hunter Hunter? Yeah, Skate the Infinity, which, by the way, this marks now the second show they've made this year about two uh, friends who uh, are the gayest characters you've ever seen. And they are so gay but also, they're not really gay. So we're not doing that. But this one's really gay. Like they, like Noe is like, I really want to fucking drink your blood. Your blood smells really delicious. And Venus is like, uh. So. So it's all it's, it's all uh, it's all wonderful. It's a great show. I, I explained it terribly because my mind is is because uh, I have a malignant tumor in the back of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good anime. Definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, if you're gay, uh, sorry. You're gonna be mad. And if you are a fucking Fujoshi-ass bitch who just loves hot men teasing each other, uh, yoink, you need to see this show. <laughs> Damn. Call, call, call out. Post. Call out? A call out it's not a call out if it's objective fact. <laughs> Is it a fucking call out? Is it really a fucking call out to just to just be right? Depends on de depends. Depends on where you are. On this show, no. That's fair. On this show, no. We call each other out all the time on bullshit. Yeah, we do. On how much Absolutely. bullshit we, we put up with. <laughs> yeah, all the fucking nonsense I say, all the shit I spit. Sam, Alien is the steamiest movie of steamiest all time. Movie. It's not even my point. <laughs> but you know that that would That's... be your point. Like, you know, you, like, I'm right. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that you have, like, 12 other examples, yet you you point to the one, <laughs> the one that's not up. real. Because it's, it's the funniest one, because it's not real. <laughs> I would say that, that Alien is the steamiest movie is the funniest skeleton. It's it's up there. Although I did notice to I hate to fucking bring it up again, but goddamn malignant. That movie has a metric fuck ton of fog in it. Yeah. I did notice that. I'm like, yo, this movie's got like a comedic amount of fog. It's not um, the smokiest film, but it's in the top it's five. It's definitely smokiest. not. It's definitely not. But I was just like, wow, there's a lot of fog, especially indoors. That's why I noticed. I'm like, oh, there's a lot of indoor fog. Yeah, well, well, Gabriel. Someone turned off the fog machine. Gabriel can control electricity, so he kept turning the fog machine on. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Gabriel can control electricity, which is how he was able to move wooden doors with his mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that does happen. Weird. The movie sucks. Uh, the the funny thing about that movie is is that the production design, everything looks like the seventies because that's scary. Like there's no reason for everything to be antiquated. Like Pam Greer is in the film as not Pam Greer. Yeah, she's antiquated. How dare you say that about Pam Greer, Sam? I didn't even know who this is. Pam Greer was in Jackie Brown, I think. 
Oh, really? Yeah, she's a very famous black exploitation star. Oh. Pam Greer though is is very, is had the afro and because the, there's that woman in the jail cell who's got like she's an afro. Regina, right? Is she? Oh no, oh, she's that chick in the movie. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I haven't Who, seen. Who's Jackie dressed Brown. up like a like a disco star for no reason in the jail cell? So first of all, that's not actually Pam Greer. Pam Greer's like eighty, maybe dead. She might even be dead. And second of all, it's just funny because she looks like Pam Greer characters, like characters that are that Pam Greer has played for some reason. I think the movie was supposed to be set in the 70s until they needed a scene with a cell phone. And then they said, okay, it's got to be today. But they already shot the jail scene. So (laughs) that scene is so funny because like it's it is an example of like 90 IQ production design. It is an example of of a director being like, the average American doesn't know what a criminal looks like. Like they can't envision they can't envision a criminal as someone who doesn't look like a meth head. Yeah. So all of the women in this cell, and, and women never commit crimes, by the way. So like so like it's, it's unimaginable that like a white collar looking woman could have committed a crime. So we we gotta we gotta stuff the room with like biker dyke lesbians with do rags and and like drug addict weirdos with tattoos and hook noses like like that woman yeah. who like starts beating her up like has like a, a witch's nose like the kind that oh, gets yeah, no. below her own nostrils yeah <laughs> like yeah, actual that, that actual trick, yeah. command hook shaped nose and then yeah, and then it's pretty pam greer is there and there's a woman on the toilet yeah. and it's like just openly peeing like that's that's criminal. Oh, I guess my Pete fucking curse is back. Thanks, malignant. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but like they're like they're like only a only a fucking criminal scumbag would do that. Would would pee in an, an exposed toilet. <laughs> only a criminal. God, I mean, it was cool that a little bit of that movie took place in, I mean, not prison, unfortunately, but a, well, it's close enough. There was a part that I'll was in it. a prison cell. A cell, yeah, a jail cell, technically, not not a prison cell. Yeah. Um, The biggest jail cell, jail- maybe ever, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty big. Also hysterical how uh, Gabriel was able to take out a room of 20 bitches before any single guard decided to stroll on up and hear what all the commotion was about. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking funny when Gabriel just murdered all those fucking people, though. That was funny. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty great. That's, like, a great scene, actually. Um. Also, a shout-out to CSI Girl. She's great in the movie. Oh, yeah. Best, best girl, for sure. Uh, the wife of the film. Way better... Who uh, Amanda or what? What the fuck was her name? She's the sister, right? The sister. Um, that's the CSI girl, right? No, CSI girl is in three scenes. She's the one who is established to have a crush on on Kikoa or whatever. Yeah, that's the sister. No, 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 no. There's another character that's not the sister who has a crush on Kanoa in the movie. Oh, what? You mean the girl with the glasses? Yes! That's yes! James CSI Wan's, girl. That's James Wan's wife, dude. 
Re- really? That's yeah. fu- that's funny as fuck. That's his wife. <laughs> that's funny. She's great in that movie. I don't know if she's like an actor. If she was just just fucking. She's around the in this story movie. writer. Oh, really? Yeah, hey, she she she's the, she's the reason the the parasites the allegedly. Exist. I mean, James Wan apparently like had had the idea to make a killer tumor movie after she said it would be a good idea. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. Well, yeah, <laughs> you didn't know that because instead of doing what I do and researching the film immediately after watching it in the hopes of finding gold like that in 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 Japan. The movie is called um, the, the movie is called Strike the Ground or some <laughs> bullshit like that. Tumor Tumor no Gaiden. <laughs> in 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 Taiwan, the movie is called Fog On Fog Off. <sighs> Shitty fucking movie, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, Sam. It's a golf. That movie is four out of ten, dude. <laughs> Are you, you're really proud of that one, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm fucking not, Miles. Sam, speaking of things to be proud of, uh, I have nothing to be <laughs> proud of this week. What about me you? Either. Oh no, no dude! I, no I live in a fucking. We have I no live content. in. Let me tell you. I know it's fucking terrible, dude. I've been sitting here the last forty-five fucking minutes trying to think of literally anything interesting to say. Well, what do we do? Do we keep going? What are you thinking? I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm thinking of like, do we wash? Do we call? Do we call us? Because I want to save it because this is not like terrible. No, but no, I can't we'll do keep, this for forty-five more we'll minutes. Keep, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Something good is gonna happen. Something okay. good is gonna happen. Let's let's hold on. I'm gonna get a box. Hold on. I'm gonna get pull out my box. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the crack house box of old memes and tired talking points. We're gonna dig into it and we're gonna find all the things that we just bring up when we got nothing left. Right, let's see, we got Final Fantasy 1. Um, you know, okay, hold, yeah, hold on. Yeah, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, let's stop there. Let's stop. Hold oh, on. All right, so, okay. so, yesterday. Yesterday, I was inches away. I was inches away. The the finger, the mouse, was on the add to cart button over Final Fantasy One Pixel Remaster. I'm 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 close to pulling the trigger. I can't I can't do it. I want to. A part of me wants to, cause I just want to fucking play the goddamn. Like I'm like ah oh, classic Final Fantasy. It sounds kind of nice. And then I and then I I go online and I read about the fucking. All the wonderful conveniences of of the of the Pixel remaster that genuinely great and the orchestrated soundtrack sounds so wonderful and I'm like wow great shit and then I open that Steam page and I look at it and I'm like God fuck dude what's wrong with it why does it look like that it looks fine to me I I really don't. I, I just don't think the pixel art fights that well. And here's the deal. I did find a mod that fix that actually makes the text have the I think it's the pixel art from three on DS, I wanna say was the one I was looking at. And it and it fits really well. It helps fucking bring the whole fucking picture 
back together and, and look semi-coherent. But, yeah, I just didn't pull the trigger. But I, but I might. I played more Deathloop today. I have about, like, six and a half hours in that game. Uh, it's good. Ever, once they let you off the fucking leash and just kind of let you figure it out, game's pretty fucking fun. Um, although, I, um, it's a little easy. There's yeah, dude, I gotta be honest. Like, that's, that's the thing is, like, everyone I know who, like, wanted to play Deathloop is super, like, other than one person who, who seems to enjoy it, everyone I know is, like, so disappointed in it because... All right, look, I, I've said my opinion on Arcane a million times. Uh, they've yet to make a game I even remotely like. I'm trying Arx Vitalis, though, and I'll see how that is. Um, but, like, I didn't like Prey. I thought I thought Prey got way too fucking easy and the balancing was fucked up. Um, and I thought Dishonored was, like, fucking boring without the powers. It was just boneless thief. It was Thief, but you yeah. can't even use the tools that Thief gave you. It's a lesser Thief game than a game from 1998 called Thief. Yeah, alter, all, yeah. The whole, the whole way Dishonored was fucking written is the the whole bane of that fucking game. Because I, I've, because here's the thing with with, with Deathloop and what I realized, and I'm like, am, clearly Arcane is like capable of like very fun like offensive stealth action like that's kind of what i appreciate about Deathloop is that like th there's stealth but it's it's like m it's like metal gear solid levels of goofy ass bullshit stealth where it's like yeah which is cool and what i like though what i kind of like with Deathloop is that it's contextualized in the narrative that everyone basically came to the fucking island paid hundreds of thousands of dollars so it's a bunch of rich fucks um who have to all of a sudden their days of partying have and sex and cocaine use has stopped because they have to go hunt down cult so they're untrained and none of them want to fucking be there so the reason alerts and stuff are called off in like 15 seconds is because they just cannot be fucking bothered. That's which wonderful. I think is fucking great. That is it's great. It's awesome. Um, and I'm like, clearly they get it. And it's, but it's just like, man, like I really, I really wish this was a li just a little bit, a little bit harder and had, to, and so I had to really use the shit that's here. Because otherwise, I'm I'm just gonna you know kind of play it like a a kind of like an you know linear action game with powers, which is pretty fucking fun, and I like the decision making you have to do. It kind of reminds me of Rogue Legacy, how it's not really it's not a roguelite at all, but you you have you gain equipment and will lose it if you don't um, basically in give it enough currency by the end of the day, you'll loop over without it. Um, and I like the decision making you have to do on what in your arsenal do I want to keep permanently and what do I want to sacrifice or try to get back at a later time. That's interesting. I think the game's just quite, I think the game is quite good. I just find that I'm like, wow, I feel like I would be a, li a lot more engaged in this if it was just a, just a fucking little bit harder. Well, the, the thing that but, I'm hearing from people is that, is yeah. that the fail forward aspect of it is kind of disingenuous. Like, yeah, you do have to learn the loop, but um, allegedly 
and I don't want to say too much for for your your sake, but allegedly, like, there is a point in the game where they just tell you how to fucking win, and you just follow it step by step, and you win. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know how you I, achieve that necessarily. I don't I was, know how that so, happens. So I, I I was thinking about this um, earlier this morning when I was playing because I played like four hours of it today, and because I was uh, about the, how knowledge is not some like the i concept of of like knowledge in the game is like a mechanical reward it's not it's not like knowledge is not something you need to use your brain to use knowledge is something that's collected in the database of the game in which you achieve it does it, do you understand no, what I, i'm saying i completely do it's um, okay so here's here's the way that like I, like I here it. here's a great example whenever you acquire a, a door code for example, like the first time you run through the loop, you're and you go through the tutorial and they teach you how. And by the way, the first the door code is work. obviously zero four five one. It is not. Oh, the, what the fuck? Unfortunately, what? unfortunately, why would they stop now? Um, I'm sure it's. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of fucking goddamn codes in the game. Uh, but but it ha- the first one has to be zero four five one because that's how it's been since System Shock. That is an in-joke that literally every Arcane game and every 2K game, anyone who ever fucking worked on System Shock has has done. The the, the first door code, I, 0451 every time. It's uh it's not. It's it's some because I know there's a seven in it. I I, I don't remember I, I it starts with a four. I'm pretty it's like I I wanna say it's like four zero seven something. Regardless, regardless. Once you obtain the information of the code, whenever you go to the door, the code is just written there for you, and yeah. you can just hold the space bar to auto fill it in. That was, now, they, of course, they did the same thing with that in Prey. Yeah. Now, of course, in a future playthrough of the game, you could use your brain power to just fucking input the code manually, and it would just open. But I just I find it. I was I was just thinking about it. I find it interesting. I don't know how I necessarily feel about it. On one hand, I feel like being forced to memorize all this information would be kind of fun and would get me really, really invested in the game. But on the other hand, the whole game is built around a massive database of information that it would just be way, way, way too much to fucking remember. So instead, it's like, hey, you're going to do something... You're going to have to go, you're going to have to explore the map, you're going to have to kill people, you're going to have to find information, stumble on audio logs or read, find receipts or whatever, and figure shit out. And that will trigger, or you'll either find, or you'll learn some core information that's just permanently remembered in the database that you can just easily look at and cite at any time. And it's like a reward, like a fucking 20 rupees or a potion or some shit. It's like an item. It's like it's it's a very interesting way to handle information. I find, but it's I, a I unique think, game. I like. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think the the problem with that though is that the appeal, and 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 you know what I'm gonna say. I'm I'm just gonna say it, Sam. Fucking normies. Like you you absolutely know. You absolutely know that this game would have gotten a fucking six from IGN if they were like, I had to memorize everything. The game gave me no direction, didn't tell me what to do. By the time that I, I you know, I couldn't even finish the game. Like, you just you fucking know that if if they didn't just include a compendium of information that people could reference like a fucking sketchbook, 
game would have gotten fucking railed. But, and ironically, it's but, getting railed by some outlets because they wanted it to actually re- require some brain it's, power. It's, yeah, and that's the thing is it's like, because on one hand, it the game doesn't provide you a compendium. It's something you build through through playing it and taking it in. It's it's the compendium of information you went out and learned. It's something you just have access to go back to to like reconfirm your facts and shit. But on the so that part I'll defend. But the game is like re like when it comes to like leading you through locations and stuff, they, uh, like a little a little too handholdy. It doesn't ruin the experience, but it definitely does keep it from being that really really like next level shit. That's um, the thing because like I I think that whether or not people realize it, people I think prefer not to be told what to do. As long as the game is open ended enough that you can fail through it, and and I think yeah. that's I think that's why people like Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I think people that's why people like Breath of the Wild. I think that's why people like the Outer Wilds, frankly, or just Outer Wilds. Sorry, mm-hmm. like that. Those these are these are games that they're just like, hey, yeah, we're not going to tell you anything. We're not going to tell you anything. We're just going to give you some hints, and you're going to fucking figure it out. But like the way that those games structure failure is it's so 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 easy to just dust yourself off and try again. Um, yeah. And, and it's not a huge issue and there's a lot of leniency and you can turn the leniency on and off. Um, uh, that like, that's the, I mean, even fucking Majora's mask, like from fucking 2000 perfect dark from the same fucking year. Like there are like, and, and, and for the record, Sam, like, like I'm not, I'm not one of these people who like, is a fucking PC ass moron where, where I'm just like, yeah, you need to play stalker Chernobyl 17. It only runs at eight FPS and you need patches from a guy on the dark web named Wolfskin Who's going to fucking fix the game by giving you a fucking wine launcher that might or might not can't contain child pornography. But once you get the game running, it'll run at a smooth buttery 16 frames a second. The game is played with every key and there's no mouse look you you have to play it by by pressing page up and page down to look up and down and delete and exit go right and left there is no wasd w w a s and d are how you activate the welding torch (laughs) which you need to use to repair yourself if you're injured Welding your character, by the way, it requires you to hold eight different keys. Like, I'm not one of these fucking guys who wants every game to be a maximalist fucking nightmare and who wants every game to, to suck. When I heard Pathologic 1 didn't have a sprint button, I was like, why would I ever play Pathologic 1? Why would I ever play this game? Um, But because Pathologic 2, the sprinting adds difficulty. If you're going to sprint, you're going to exhaust yourself faster. You're going to need to eat more. You're going to need to drink more. And that shit's hard to do because we're in the middle of a plague. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I'm not one of these people who just, like, gets blindsided by by ex- a lack of... I mean, and we talk about accessibility all the time. There is a point in which people consider a lack of accessibility features or a lack of streamlined features a form of difficulty. It's not. It's maximal. And it's, and it's inefficient. And it's stupid. Right, like, yeah, like it's I. But so I'm not one of these guys. Okay, I'm not one of these fucking people who wants every game to be super duper intense. 
but like when I'm talking about I want Deathloop or, or games of of this kind Deathloop to to really be fail forward, figure it out yourself. Like these aren't like obscure PC CRPGs that no one's played. I'm talking about Majora's not, Mask, not Deathloop, Perfect so. Dark and Metal Gear yeah, Solid 5 The Phantom Pain are in the Metacritic games. Top 100. They sold Same with well. Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, yeah. And Breath of the Wild. They sold well. Everyone liked them. They're the, the, the most critically acclaimed games ever made. Like people, if you do it right, people do want that experience. Yeah. And for the record, and for the record, I do want to say, because I read a great tweet from uh, David Szymanski, who's the developer behind Dusk. Actually, it might have been Dave Oshry, one of the new people. They, they, they're like, Deathloop is really unique in the sense that it's one of the few video games that's truly at its best in the middle of the game. Because I'm at the part right now where it is, okay, we taught you how to play, because that's the thing. Is it's fuck it is like pretty fucking handholdy for the first like hour and a half. But the gameplay loop, for lack of a better phrase, is unlike any other experience. So it's like it's you know, it's one thing when Pokemon fucking forces you to do the tutorials like motherfucker, this is the same shit every year. I know how to play, I've been here before. This is unlike fucking anything I've I, I've kind of touched before. So, all right, sure, d d show me the fucking ropes. I'll see how it feels on a repeat, um, playthrough. But um, now that shit's kind of open, and I can just you know pick where I want to go and who I want to see and in what I want to accomplish, because you're given, because I'm given like in total like. 12 they're called like leads and they're basically the equivalent of your quest quest lines um and i have like 13 of them that i can just go through at my own pace and and just i tackle the game and tackle tackle it how i see fit and it's at its most fun because i just get to fucking chill and play you know and then i'm going to be curious how that how that last you know, 20% of the game is where it's like, okay, I've, I got the tools I want. I have a rough idea of the way I'm going to fucking kill these bastards. And then it's just attempts at doing the run where you get all eight. I'm curious to see how that pans out. Cause I could see that panning out and it being like one of the best video game moments ever because I had to concoct this whole fucking plan. And it's the, and it's, and it's not like a fucking plan it's not like solving a fucking puzzle in like uh like you know Portal or Zelda where it's like oh you could beat the room. It's like no, you had to concoct this plan to beat the fucking game. Like that's kind of cool. I'm kind of Oh yeah, no. Like, but I can was... also see it becoming tedious and shitty. I can we'll see. I'm excited to see how it pans out. Well, that that was what was exciting to me is this idea that like I mean, okay, Breath of the Wild, Link wakes up with no pants and beats Ganondorf in in 70 minutes, right? For the average player. Yeah. If you're a speedrunner, Link wakes up with no pants and beats Ganondorf in 24 minutes or something crazy like that. Um, like that that's the interesting aspect like to me of that game is that is that you the quest takes as long as it needs to. The quest takes as long as it needs to. Once you feel ready to end the game, you go and kick Ganon's ass. You see the credits. You feel disappointed that that was the ending. And then you go back and remember why you liked the game in the first place. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the Breath of Wild experience. And so what excited me was this idea that it's possible, theoretically, that Deathloop could have, could be done in a single loop. So here's the thing. I, it's, 
I'm trying to... I'm, if you... If you did your fucking research... And the game... You might be able to do it. You might be able to do it. without Because the way the game works... Everything is consistent. With the exception of Juliana, who is... Who I will say... If you... The game is best played with online and having a p other uh, player control Juliana because having a real person on the field helps the difficulty curve like a lot. Um, and ba in the her in the way it kind of works is th it'll be like a kind of RNG chance if she appears in a level in which one of the targets you have to kill. If one of the if one of them is in a level, there's a chance she might spawn and you'll have to take her out. Um, if in order for you to be able to leave the level, um, which I like and is interesting. And I, but I think you could do it. I think you could take them out all in one loop, but for your first playthrough, it's about a gathering the knowledge. So, you know, where and when everyone's going to be. So, because you only can visit four areas in a day and there's eight targets. Um, so you got to be able to catch them in multiple areas. So you have to learn where they're going to be and all that stuff. And then the other half, I'm assuming, is actually actively doing it once you have that information. Um, but I would imagine if you could do it in one loop, it'd be hard as fuck. Yeah, and that then if you could do it in one loop, that's the thing that's exciting. I mean, like there's the there's the pipe dream. I always think about this because I'm I'm you know, like I'm always like, man, wouldn't it be cool to do the Majora's Mask three day challenge where you beat it in one cycle? And then I'm like, oh wait, the dungeons are my least favorite part of the game. Why would I ever do that? Why would I ever do yeah. that? Um, but like that, oh, that idea might... is very enticing to me. This idea of like, oh, this game that's intended to be done, you know, in this way. I don't need my games to be the most intense ever made. I don't care uh, that much about about them being super like hardcore and difficult. But when you do have a game like Deathloop that, to be fair, is a triple A game. So it has to sell well and it's supposed to move PS5s. So it has to be good. Um, I mean, it is. I don't know. Like, I, I, it is a shame the amount of friends I have who are just like, ah, the game is so good, but it's so easy. Like, yeah, I would, although I would, you know, it's, it's so funny. I, the monkey's paw is curled because you know, I'm on this show bitching about I hate difficulty levels. And I, and I, and I was, and I was pleasantly surprised when I opened up Deathloop and it says, break the loop, protect the loop. And I'm like, oh, wow, no difficulty. All right, bet. And I'm like, oh, because the game's a little too easy. But but it proves my point, Miles. It proves my point about the bitches who complain that, you know, difficulty does not equal accessibility. It's like you see no one bitching about Deathloop being inaccessible. With even though it doesn't have difficulty options, because it's not that fucking hard of a game. Yeah, no, it does. Um it definitely, it definitely does. Uh, the most tired, which by the way, the most tired crack house uh, discussion this side of P. Majora's Mask. And that one too, but that one's only me. You never indulge in that. No, uh, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, well, why uh, should but... you? Why, why fucking should you? The only reason I ever but, fucking but... bring it up is because I Zelda's on my mind all the time. You know, I, uh, I replayed Act One of Returnal. This past uh, this past week, uh, the game remains a ten out of ten. Uh, game's an absolute fucking banger, and it, I just can't like 
there's nothing this year that even comes close to it in quality. I, I don't think. Like, maybe I need to sit down and play through the entirety of RE Village. Because that was pretty fucking great. I don't, I I don't think you're going to uh, like Village more than Returnal, personally. Oh, yeah. I, but I find I'm doubtful. The only thing I think had a chance was Dying Light 2 and that's out of the year. So, uh, yeah. Returnal early GOTY. Unless some unless some wacky indie shit comes comes out of nowhere. Why didn't we record this tomorrow? Because the Nintendo Direct is tomorrow. But like, I, I mean, here's the deal. SMT five might be might be game of the year for some people. I but that game's probably not gonna. Not no, gonna it's not gonna be. For I'm you. gonna play it. Yeah, but I don't I'm think gonna it's gonna be your it, game but, of the but, year. Oh, definitely not. Um. Nah, I'm just like, wow, Returnal just is perfect. It just has perfect gameplay. Perfect gameplay. And it's the one of the few roguelites you'll ever play. Where it's like, yeah, no, it got, you just hit this level, this level of, of gameplay mastery, where skill has completely swallowed the RNG elements of the game in terms of how it affects your run. Like, I'm at the point now where I just boot up Returnal and I just fucking know I'm going to have a killer bomb-ass run. Because I fucking play the game at such a fucking 350 IQ level. Because I do nothing but think about the game because it's really interesting and addicting and thoughtful. It's a fucking great game. It's a shame it's only on PS5 so no one could fucking play it. Yeah, um, that's uh, the welcome to my life. How was it's, with- uh, although I will say, hot, this is a hot take. PS5 is worth owning for Returnal. That's not true. I mean, I think Returnal is like an incredible, like, you must play incredible great game. I, I, I gotta be honest, Sam. This is how you make people hate a game. That's how you make people hate a fucking game. Never buy a console for one game. Dude. No, of course it's good. And it would be great great on PC where where people uh, don't have to spend $500 If the to NVIDIA leaks it. true. If if that inv- if that Nvidia leak's true, we uh, I would love that be to be true because Seven R is also on that leak. Um, yeah, dude, one hundred and forty four frames per second of Returnal. Come on now. Yeah, but like Come that's the now. thing. Like you you can't you just can't set people up for that, man. It's it's it leads yeah. to nothing. Well, good. to be fair, if, if you want th- your game, no if you want game. people to always love a game, it can't get a ten out of ten at, at release. It can't. It can get as it can get a couple. Well, I didn't give a couple, it a ten out of ten at release. I, I, I had to sit I sat on it for a couple months. This was my return to the game to to confirm my thoughts. And I was like, oh yeah, no, this shit's awesome. But that's pretty fair. There really is no game that is worth owning a a, a system for. I, I arguably Breath of the Wild. Breath but, of the Wild was but, was definitely interesting because the Switch is something that people were going to want anyways, I think. But I had people who, who, yeah, bought, I agree. who bought the Switch. Like, the PS5 is not desirable. No one wants it. Um, other than people... That's not true. It's, That's literally not true. No, it is the fastest... It is faster selling than the PS4. Of course it's faster selling. It's the selling, fastest selling system. Of course the fastest selling system. It's the fast Because they, there history. aren't enough of them. And and, and so, it's supply constraint. Yeah. Yes! Yes, and it's supply constraint. And it's still the fastest selling... Yeah, well, of course it's the fastest selling because, because people are on accounts waiting for them to be restocked. That's why it's the fastest yes. selling console. But... Yes, because there's high demand for it. No, because they've made false scarcity for it. No, the, it's not false scarcity. It's real scarcity. There's a global chip shortage. 
That's why all this shit, that's why literally graphics cards, PS5, Series Xs, all this shit is fucking supply constrained right now to, fu- to fucking shit. Are because there's a massive fucking chip shortage. Okay, so it's it's COVID. not manufacturing That's still a shortage. It's just straight up shortage. It's yeah, it, dude. It's just straight up fucking shortage. That's what, dude. You don't think you don't fucking think Sony would want to get as many of these fucking things out as fast as they could because right now they're gone. They're, they they evaporate the soon the second they hit the market. Yeah, that's why it's they're the selling them literally as fast console. as they can make them. Because here's the thing: people definitely do want them. People definitely but it's, do. it has already outpaced the PS4, though, in sales, even with the supply constraints the PS5 has. What I will say, though, does justify the purchase of a PS5 is that if you were a PlayStation 4 gamer primarily, and you have a pretty big library of games on your PS4, your the PS5 is going to run your library of PS4 games objectively better. The other thing, though, is when you make the director's Most of these cuts. games just out of the box... And yeah, and then you're getting games with director's cuts. Or let me, okay. You're getting the Sony, you got to pay 10 bucks for the director's cut. It's DLC. Premium. It's essentially DLC. DLC. Then you have things like Days Gone and Ratchet 2016 and God of War that are getting 60 FPS updates, along with a bunch of other third party games that are just getting. And basically, at random, it feels like every week we get a new game that was like, oh, yeah, Jedi Fallen Order was updated for PS5 and Series X. It runs at fucking 120 FPS now. And, like, that shit's awesome. That shit's fucking great. I mean, it's not really a big deal for me because I primarily play on PC. But for folks who were, were, were you know, console peasants during the, the 30 FPS PS4 era, they get to see the light now. And that's that's objectively great. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. Like, I just think, unfortunately, as someone who we play on PC, we care about games. Yeah. And I think that and and it is nice that Returnal has justified your purchase. And I, I believe that Returnal is a great game. And if I owned a PS5, I would agree Returnal is a great game, um, probably. And I would feel justified in my purchase. But I have a sneaking suspicion that if you were disappointed with the Returnal, or if you just thought it was like fine, you thought it was mid, right? You would. Go- I would, oh, I could tell. Oh, absolutely. You would come on here and you I, would be like, "I'd be singing the different tune." I would be sucks. I would. Okay, here's the deal. If Returnal, okay, let me just say this: If Returnal was on the level of like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, that is to say, pretty good, but no more than that. And I and I played it for like a week and a half and and never touched it again. I would be like. PS5 is pretty whatever. I wouldn't be like pissed, but I'd be like, it's 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 fine. You're not missing much. You're really not missing much. Now I'd say you're missing Returnal, and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. and and that sucks. It sucks to be missing Returnal. But like the, it sucks. But hey, it's probably coming to PC. No, it's, it's probably coming, coming, it's coming to, to PC, and, and then too. I can play it, and I can and I'll get the PS5. I'll get the PS5 when Final Fantasy 16 comes out. So do it. Same for me. Uh, that's Stranger Paradise. Yeah, that's the. Uh, yeah, I do want Strangers of Paradise, but not enough to buy a PS5. Like six. 16- I think that might be coming to PC. Uh, Stranger of Paradise. Uh, it has to be. Stranger. I, I, Stranger Paradise. I'm like pretty sure is coming to, to to PC. Um, but sixteen, I know is PS5. Exclusive. PS5. Yeah, that's PS5 um, exclusive. It's coming to PC two years after release. Um, which is what happens these days. 
which I, I fucking hate. Which also, I hate uh, Sony, by the I'm sorry, not Sony. Uh, I hate uh, Square Enix's uh, love affair right now with the Epic Games Store and bringing all this shit to the fucking Epic Games Store. Because I, I just, whenever I see a game that's like Epic EGS exclusive, I'm like, all right, cool, I'll play it next year when you're on Steam. I just don't care. Like, I have so much shit to play. That if I'm like, okay, I don't care that much. Uh, allegedly, Epic is just paying the shit out of them. Oh, no, it's not allegedly. It's not allegedly. It's fact. Okay, cool. It's it's hard fact that they're paying. So here's, here's what's happening, Miles. Because there was a story about Hades that Hades sold, like, between Steam copies to Epic copies, like, 27 to 1 or some shit. Like, that's insane. Like, 27 copies on Steam, yeah. every one copy on Epic. And basically what ends up happening is that Epic, because they under they recognize Tim Sweeney, despite being a dumbass, is shrewd enough to recognize that his storefront sucks ass and is garbage and has nothing bringing it to consumers. Obviously, they have the 8812 split. For de- so it's appealing for developers, but it's not appealing for, for fucking gamers and people who actually buy video games. So what they do is they coerce smaller studios or for games that are cheap projects like Sonic Colors Ultimate. And are like, hey, we'll basically fund your game. We'll basically give you, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 million of dollars. For some timed exclusivities for you to come to our store. Yeah, I know. So they, you have they, the they indie did that teams. With fucking Fumitsu Ueda. Yeah. So you have like people who just so you have developers who just want to make a who just want to get paid, are basically like, okay, cool. We'll make our game for free. We'll put it on the Epic Game Store to no one to buy, and then next year we'll relaunch it on Steam and we'll make all our money there. And we'll actually make a profit there. And we'll and we'll get paid to make our game through Epic. So Epic is basically a fucking charity fund. And will remain that way until 2026. When Epic has uh, prophesized that they will be pop, pro- that the EGS will be pop, uh, profitable. And will be in the black. Because they have to spend that amount of money to get all these free games. And all these like Epic exclusive titles. Uh, and it's sucks and i just don't care because the the storefront sucks and i don't like it and i want to give them money so when a game's exclusive to it i'm like okay cool there's so many other games i have to play that like i can wait it's not that crucial so i don't remember the last time i felt anything for a video game besides mild interest you know when was the last time you felt excitement sam yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it was Returnal, genuinely, was the last time I was just so, so amped by the power of video games. I, like, felt something, you know, where I was truly engaged and, like, really cared about. It, it like, had the same effect. Returnal had the same effect that Dark Souls, like, 3 had on me in college, where if I talked about it too much, I would just be find myself just booting up the game. Like, if I thought about it too much, I would just feel so compelled to just fucking play it. And that's really... That's great. Like, I love being that engaged with a game. Yeah, I guess Where, I guess it would have been 2019 for me with fucking three houses. Probably was the last time I was like, dude, video games? 
Can we talk about video games? I mean, I was super, I was super amped for Seven R, but like that, that, that kind of burned out kind of fast because I beat the game in like a day. You know, <laughs> like that's the problem. Yeah. With, how do you feel about? Oh, oh, go ahead. That's the problem with being me, where you just burn, where you just fucking drink games up. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have an ability to to consume games like I, I've and never fucking seen. Like, you're able to fucking sit down for, like, 16-plus fucking hours on some days and knock some of the shit out. And I'm just like, fuck, I can't do that. Like, the longest I've ever played a game was Sekiro. Like, the second or third day it came out, I played for, like, 11 hours. And I'll, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that again. Closest And then closest thing I've ever gotten to is, like, six, seven hours with, like, Monster Hunter or Dark Souls or one of those types of games. Yeah, I I have the uncanny ability to basically play a game uh, from sun up to sundown for roughly I don't know that makes what eighteen hours some shit like that sixteen yeah. hours something crazy like I remember I beat yeah. Hyrule Warriors in one sitting like a oh, lunatic. Jesus. How did your brain not melt? Like, oh, I, like I, so I really bored. respect the Dynasty I, I was Warriors. Like, game. So like, over it by the end of the game, I was like, why am I still here? Oh, that, you know, you reminded me. I remember I did Marathon Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, in like 10 hours. That game, not good. Yeah. No. Which is a shame, because I like, I like New Order quite a bit. Um, I, think, I think there is something to be said. I think that most games that you marathon from start to finish are fucking awful by the end. I think, I think playing a game for nine hours... And getting to the end of the game by the ninth hour is the worst experience of your life. Yeah, and also too, like for, and also too to to New Colossus's defense, it was a situation of like, oh, I, I, I have to give this game back to my buddy so we can go return it for some fucking store credit. So it's like I need to do this today, otherwise I don't see the end of this game. So I w it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I can't stop doing this. I have to continue playing this until I see the end. And I and to be fair, I mean, I I didn't hate it enough to like turn it off and give up. You know, I was interested enough to at least see it through, even though I didn't find it to be too great of a time. But. That's video games, man. What are you gonna do? Just don't play them. Just don't play games ever again. Go read manga. Yeah, go read manga. Sam, I didn't read any manga this week. I didn't do anything this week, but I wish I did. I I, I finished uh I finished quintessential quintuplets. Yes. That's a fucking great. Read. Yeah, you your icon has changed. The waifu has changed. I'm Miku Gang now, dude. I'm Miku Gang for life now. Bruh. It's that easy. It's that easy. Some loyalists. It's 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 it, dude. It's a shocker what actually consuming the content will do to a motherfucker, and not just watching disparate memes in following photo accounts on Instagram, like I do with with Moogie. It's it's a shame what 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 reading a piece of content will 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 do to ch to to change your perspective on a. On a on a character. Well, that that's make you that's the big uh, character on a whole new level. Well, that that's the big meme is is that uh, is that my wife was from a show that I think is mid. Like, like that's that's it really does it really do be like that when you consume the content. You can get fucking anything from anything. You don't even have to like something to be like that's the waifu. I like her. Like I have a friend who, yeah. whose waifu is from an anime that she is like I saw it when I was six and it's terrible. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking great. Well, the the Moogie thing was was started. It was one of those things. It was one of those memes that starts as a joke and then slowly becomes more serious as time moves on. Because initially, I start the Moogie thing happened when I was doing Twitch streaming. Yeah, you just wanted college, all your shit to be Moogie themed for some reason. I yeah, because I I'm like I want an easily identifiable avatar. I'm like, how about Moogie from K-On? She's cute in a weird, interesting pick for like a waifu character. Um, and I, I just like her whole vibe. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll make everything Moogie themed. And then it spread out from there where I'm like, yeah, Moogie's great and sick. And I follow a bunch of Instagram accounts that have like K-On memes that are all really fucking goofy and funny. That's but that's that's the thing like when like the Miku meme, the famous Miku meme was that like I bought Hatsune Miku Project Eva F second as a fucking lark as a joke during the yeah. trophy hunting days. And then I played these games and I was like, oh, no, I love Vocaloid. Oh, no. Like, it was uh oh, it was actually a moment of like, I remember being broke. I remember having no money and going to CEX. And with all the money I had, which was mostly for like food, you know what I mean? Like at the time, yeah. I just had like a debit card that had like that my that my parents would refill every now and then, or that would I would roll over from work over the summer. So I would have to work over the summer, save my money, and then just try to make a thousand dollars last throughout college. Like it was it was a broke, broke motherfucker lifestyle. Um, yeah. so with the last of my money, I went to CEX, I dragged myself to CEX, starving, without water, without food, and I put my money on the table, and I said, can I get Project Diva F? Not F second, I already played that one, I want F! Give me Project and Diva then, F! Uh and and, they, and then the cute uh, the, the EV games, what was this, like a place called CEX? CEX. CEX. That's some Boston shit. CEX is, a, I think it's a UK chain that that was trying to make a, a, a splash in America and it just didn't take off. Okay, on, on the East Coast. Yeah, but I they see. basically, um, they, they, they did what GameStop purported to do, which was like, had a really good trade and used games market. Like genuinely, you went to CEX to buy a used game. Oh, okay. That's kind of nice. Yeah, no, I loved CEX. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, the, cute, the cute girl at the counter had to give you a F to pay respects because you're a vocaloid fucker now <laughs> yeah dude but when i played clover club for the first time it was fucking over i was like the amount of fucking dopamine the amount of dopamine i feel listen to this listen to this blue ass bitch sing ragtime pop it's fucking over dude yeah that's kind of how i felt when i played uh Ace Combat 7 for the first time where I'm like, I love aviation now. Like, I love plane. Oh shit, that happened to me somewhat recently. Oh yeah, no, with clowns. Like, that was that was a uh, uh I've always been a clown weirdo. But I guess I should tell this. You've always been a clown. I've always been a clown. Um, but I have respect for the clown, you motherfucker. Uh I have always been really interested in 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 clowns. And in clown theater, in clown history, in clown theory, in clown theory, at yeah, clown theory, the new Lincoln Park the album, the new channel from Matt Pat, the new channel. Hello, internet. Welcome to clown Welcome theory. Welcome to clown theory. The only show on the internet where we give you a honk and you squirt us with a flower. That's a sex joke, everyone. 
So I was looking recently into various circus-related activities, in particular the antics of one Weary Willie, a shambling sad clown who embodied the character clown archetype of the circuses of the United States. Weary Willie was, of course, a member of the American like, <laughs> just like, and by the way, that was all improv, that's all shit I know! Um. But like recently I was just I, I had to do a presentation because because presentation parties are things that millennials do these fucking days. Oh yeah, on oh oh yes, on that inferior uh Twitch series. The lesser the series, yes. Um uh <laughs> Um, but but it was, dude. And then, I was a guest on that show. I shouldn't. I shouldn't diss. That's fine. I was in their home, bro. Bro, we're gonna have that. We're gonna have that. Uh, that fresh and fit Abba and preach beef. It's like you were in your home, and now you're dissing them on your podcast. But it, uh, this this was the moment where I realized. So I I I I love clowns. All right, everyone knows I love clowns now. Apparently, and I and I have a respect for the history of the clown. Uh, and. And I, I went into a room, I went to a room of Zoomers, who I knew don't like clowns, because no one likes clowns anymore. And I said, how am I going to make a room of depressed 20-somethings with 18 pronouns <laughs> and, and no money in their bank accounts like clowns? Because I can't just claim be honest. clowns. You have to claim the clowns are socialist. And that's exactly what I did, Sam. That is exactly what I did. I talked about the history of the proletariat clown, and I don't think it worked. I think everyone liked all the other parts of the presentation enough that I didn't need to do that because everyone seemed really into it. I won second place at the party. I got second place. Who won first? Um, and I had no fucking chance of winning first place because the last presentation was by the originator of the presentation party and also was really, 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 really good. Uh, and they had simps on their side. It was, there was no shot. I had no shot. Not only was the Yo, content wait, good, wait, was this, the simps was this were good. the Sonic? Was this the the the, the morality of Shadow the Hedgehog? Yeah, theory? that's her. Oh, I oh I oh I knew it the second you said simp, dude. Yep, yep. And you know who I'm talking about too, because you met them. I did. Yeah. I did. Unfortunately, not for not, not for, for long. long no, she didn't have time for you, Sam. She didn't have time to talk to you. Actually, no, we didn't have time to watch Cruella again. Therefore, <laughs> she true. did not yeah, have time for me. we didn't want to watch Cruella uh, again. Well, we could have, you could have had a conversation with the morality of the Shadow I could have. Person. But, you know, I didn't, Miles, I didn't want pussy that badly. I didn't want pussy badly enough to, to sit through Cruella again. There, there is, first of all, you weren't going to get pussy. Get fucked. Second of all, uh, there is a ceiling on pussy that I genuinely think that I have no attachment to. Like there, there are people a, who like, like a, a skill ceiling. No, like there's a ceiling where you say the pussy is that good. It, it, again, it's it's like Chick Fil A, right? If fucking yeah, if fucking Long John's was homophobic, you would be like, easy, dust my hands off that one. Easy, I don't eat there. I don't fucking eat there. I look at me, guys. I'm a good ally. I don't eat there. Like Chick Fil A. See, I don't I don't play those games. I, I I'm smart enough to know that it's like war games. You play that, you're gonna lose. Yeah. But that's the thing, Chick-fil-A being homophobic, for people, that's a fucking struggle, dude. For people, like, that's, that's the shit. That's the tricky thing. And so, like, like, there are people who are like, how good does the chicken have to be for me to put my dollar there? And there are, and, and in this case, there is the ceiling of how good does the pussy gotta be for me to act like a fucking clown? 
Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say that word anymore. Can we just end clown stigma? Can we get rid of the word and just remember that the clown comes from a rich history? Can we? Can we? Can we? Uh, can, can we uh, reclaim the word clown? I want to reclaim the word clown. They come from a rich history of being part of a, an anti-establishment. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I can't. I can't do it again. All that. All that was. All that was pandering. It was leftist pandering. Um, we should just like the clown because they're cool and the the artistry that they represent is cool. It's literally no different than ballet. It's just funny instead of beautiful. Um, do you need more? Do you need more? But people just think the makeup's weird. The makeup is only weird in America. The August clown and the white face clown look weird, but only because we live in the Met. We live in the states. Yeah, because we live in the states. And and the it's like it's like KFC clowns are like the KFC of clowning, dude. Clowns are much like the KFC of clowning. Yes, I have to agree with this sentiment. No, you're right. The American clown sucks. It's all about the European clown, the clown of the theater, because the birthday party clown is shit. It's shit. The birthday party clown. Yeah, but that's all we know. Yeah, it's that's all. That's all, all we, we know. know. All we know is burgers, iPhone, check the American clown, hot chip chip and lie but but here's the thing sam would you give that same space to someone who said the last of us part two is the greatest game of all time because all they know are when american I, games would you give them that same thing would you excuse them like I, that? I wouldn't even miles i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't offend american gamers by by saying that that i think you take it takes a special it takes someone with a special kind of brain and who's only played a certain, certain, certain handful of games to say Last of Us Two is the is is the peak best shit ever. But you ever, can agree then ever. that it's similar to the clown metaphor. To say clowns are scary, I've only seen two birthday clowns in the movie It in my life. I mean, but but you can't blame. Amer All I'm saying is you can't blame Americans for having a poor representation of clowns when American clowns, all they would be familiar with because America doesn't live, is oceans away from from Europe and Asia and the rest of the fucking world. I will say this much. The only difference in this argument, the only difference is that we have imports. We can play Japanese games. It is a possibility. These people have chosen we not to. We can't play Japanese clowns. We can't play Japanese clowns, which, by the way, I'm, I would, I, I'll have to look into the history of that. I have not seen much about Japanese clowns. I only really know about clowns in China, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways. What, clowns in China? So, <laughs> so the, the entire nation? There, there, there was a clown who stopped them from painting the Great Wall, Samuel. Wait, what? Uh, a, um, Yu Shi was a famous clown who stopped Emperor Qin... Kin Shi Huang from painting the Great Wall of China because he was the only person brave enough to tell him it was a dumb plan. Wait, why did he want to paint the wall? I don't know. She wanted what to was paint the, it. What, what was the... It, well, that's why the well, clown why said it was he... stupid. Like, you're on the clown's well, side. Oh, what, the, 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 the clown was, was dead-ass like, yo, this is a waste of everyone's tax yeah, dollars. Yeah, that's exactly like, what he fucking said, allegedly. All right, that's, if, that's, if that's how that went, if that's how, it's, how, how it went down in my brain, that based. Yeah, no, that clown was fucking based. That, that's the point of my presentation, how based clowns are. And, and why America hates clowns, because we fucked them up the same way that we fucked up video games. Same way that people fucking took the 3D Zelda games and they said, what if it was terrible? What if it was worse than it already is? And just and for the year for years in the 2000s, you just had the worst adventure games of the fucking time. You just had shit like The Hobbit.
on PS2 and PC. Isn't the Hobbit on PS2, like, kind of okay? It's fine. It's I remember being pretty bad, though. Like, it's not a great... Like, let's be clear here. It's not a great game, but as far as PS2-era licensed property games go, yeah, it's pretty fucking good. That's fair. Yeah, but either way. um, The point I'm trying to make is that... What the fuck was I even talking about anymore? About, I mean, I was talking about clowns. Presentation clowns. party. Pussy! I was talking about pussy. Right. Let's get back to that. Um, I, I, I think I'm just too virginal to think that there is such a thing as a ce- as a ceiling on pussy in which you say it is appropriate to act like a fucking moron in order to, to go dummy. Yeah. No, I I I get, I can't fathom. I can't pussy. fathom. I can't fathom. I mean, I'll 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 spend some money. I'll spend some money, but I'm not going crazy. I I won't I can't go I can't go baller, you know. I can't be I can't become a fucking ape, you know. <laughs> Go all all fucking primal monkey brain out there in these in these streets. I'm trying to go super monkey balls I, I deep in this it. bitch. I guess I gotta. I guess I gotta act oh, like that I'll do. Gotta go banana on her that blitz. I'll, I'll go bananas for monkey ball, but not not for pussy. Though. Yeah, I'll I'll go I'll go banana on her blitz, dude. But you know what? You should go bananas for uh, the Discord. That's uh, at. Uh, Miku's Crack House. Actually, you can. That's at Miku's Crack House on Twitter. Yeah, the you Discord find a is link not to the Discord. Is not the Discord. Yeah, there. Discord's also in the link to the description of every podcast episode. So make sure to check. That you could out join. join you could have joined by now. But they can still join. They might be a new listener. That's true. And miraculously made it to the end of this I'm episode. I'm really sorry for this episode in particular. Yeah, same. Uh, it was Miles's decision to keep recording. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, hey, we had some good conversations by the end. We did. We did. We had we had that right balance yeah, you of, like- of me being wrong about a movie, uh, and then us having interesting game talks, and then we ended it with complete nonsense. Yep. Another classic episode of Crack House in the book. One day we will get an episode as strong as Booty Smile again. I promise you. Yeah, one day. But until next time... Anime dies Oh, Madison! It's me, Gabriel! Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want a pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Anime thighs when she opened up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really want a pipe Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties She's only five Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ay Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuk you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want a
five.